This program has been pre-recorded for airing at this time. Please hold all phone calls. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up phone lines right away. If you are local and you'd like to join in on our discussion today, please dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you have a prayer request, a general comment, join in on our discussion, please dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you to join in today. That would be 800-366-8883. Again, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. Uh, In addition to that, we're being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, and our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we really encourage you to go to our website, look for our weekly uh, archives, and select it and listen. There's a lot of selections up there, and the gospel is always free on our watch. Again, that address is www.savethelostlv.org. We have a lot of resources there for you, local have to deal with Bible study, education, health and wellness, recovery and addiction, uh, just to name a few. So just look at it, hang out on the website, and get blessed. If you have a cell phone, and most of us do, I really encourage you to lock in this phone number. You can listen to KKVV anytime that you want to. KKVV is heard on 1060 AM on the AM dial and 100.1 FM on the FM dial. So please take down this phone number for you to call in to listen to the radio station on your cell. You can listen to Save the Loss at All Costs right now. It only works in the United States, and I'm going to give it to you twice. It's 605-313-0630. Again, 605-313-0630. So uh, that about does it for what we needed to start the broadcast today. And I definitely want to wish all the fathers and those that are standing in to be fathers, uh, even those mothers who have had to be fathers, a happy and blessed Father's Day. Uh, This is usually uh, when it's recognized, and I want to make sure that we give honor where honor is due. Uh, My natural father has gone to be with the Lord. Uh, my stepfather, which I don't call him step, but some people would uh, say that's what he is. But he married my mother in six weeks with three children, and we love him to death. Uh, he's with the Lord as well. 
So both the men who raised me and loved me, uh, taught me, encouraged me, celebrated me, protected me, uh, definitely uh, straightened me out when I needed to be straightened out. I want to give honor to them, uh, my dad, Philip Jefferson, and my second dad, uh, Mr. Fred Thompson. I'm also blessed and honored uh, that my father, excuse me, my son is here in the land of the living, and he's doing a great job uh, being a father. So uh, keep up the good work, HPG3, and we're blessed to have HPG4. So it's wonderful. I'm excited that I can say that. So that's a blessing. And uh, also those who, you know, help me uh, to uh, bring my son to where he is, and one particular man in particular, um, you know, his initials are B-E-S, and uh, I appreciate you and I love you, and I'm grateful to you for being there for my son, and uh, you didn't have to do it, but you did, so uh, you always have uh, my love. I'm grateful and appreciative. So we are going to get to it. We are going to uh, get into Hebrews chapter 1. We're going to look at the whole chapter. Again, Hebrews chapter 1. And I want to apologize because I was supposed to upload uh, last week's sermon that we did on preachers and kings. And I wasn't able to upload it. And please forgive me, but I will make sure that I take care of that. So if you'd be patient with me, uh, check back in a day or two. I'll have last week's uh, message on preachers and kings uploaded. And then, you know, our message that we're doing today, and we're talking about the superiority of Christ. I think it's very important when we uh, see just who he is and what he represents and what he's always represented. So today we're talking about the superiority of Christ. So uh, we need to keep our minds and our hearts open for the word of God. Uh, Make sure that we are putting all our members under submission so we can really concentrate on what God is saying to us in a season called now. Uh, The time is high, and uh, we don't have a whole lot of time left to get our affairs and get our homes in order. So it's really a blessing when God makes sure that you're getting the messages that you need to make sure that you don't miss out on the fullness of your inheritance When you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you have a lot of benefits. You have a lot of things going for you that have eternal consequences. And it's important that we encourage, you know, the men uh, to be priests in their homes. Uh, God spent a lot of time with Adam, you know, prior to creating Eve and just spending that one-on-one time with him in the garden, making sure that he understood things making sure that he understood how to do things and the purpose of things. You know, it was important. So the thing is, is that we need to encourage the men in our lives to spend that quality time in the word uh, with God, to actually apply what it is that they've learned, to not be afraid, you know, to love uh, without limits. Uh, It's okay to emote men. Uh, Jesus cried. It's the shortest verse in the Bible, but Jesus definitely did weep and it's okay it doesn't challenge who you are it doesn't challenge who you are Uh, it's important people need to see that uh, you are able to uh, you know show that and to demonstrate that and it's healthy so men 
and women, we must stick together. The Holy Spirit is about unifying us. It does not matter where we start. It's where we finish. And it's a beautiful thing when we look on the day of Pentecost, you know, what represents 50 days after, um, you know, Jesus's, uh, you know, death, burial and resurrection. And it's a beautiful thing. You see the tongues of fire fall down on all different types of men, all different types of nationality. And they heard uh, the word of God in their own language and they were able to understand it and they all understood it. And that's the beautiful thing is that everybody doesn't look alike. Everybody doesn't sound alike. Everybody doesn't come from the same place. They're different ages. Uh, there's going to be uh, different levels of understanding. But the thing is, is that the Holy Spirit brings unity. So remember that. And let's look at the superiority of Christ. So we're going to look in the book of Hebrews. We're going to be in chapter 1. And I'm going to start with verse 1. And I'm in the New King James Version. And the Word of God says this. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time, passed to the fathers by prophets, too, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, for having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Verse 5. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. 6. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. 7. And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? 8. But to the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. 9. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. 10. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. 11. They will perish, but you remain, and they will all grow old like a garment. 12. Like a cloak, you will fold them up, and they will be changed, but you are the same, and your years will not fail. 13. But to which of the angels has he ever said, 
sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. 14. Are they not all ministering spirits set forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? It's pretty powerful. And it's very apparent that angels are not superior to Christ. And that God Almighty, El Shaddai, has never referred to an angel as his son. So let's look at some Bible commentary here. And as it further explains the superiority of Christ. So I'd like to share that with you. The book of Hebrews describes in detail how Jesus Christ not only fulfills the promises and prophecies of the Old Testament, but is better than everything in the Jewish system of thought. The Jews accepted the Old Testament, but most of them rejected Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah. The recipients of this letter seem to have been Jewish Christians. They were well-versed in Scripture, and they had professed faith in Christ, whether through doubt, persecution, or false teaching. However, they may have been in danger of giving up the Christian faith and returning to, excuse me, and returning to Judaism. The author of this book is uncertain. Several names have been suggested, including Luke, Barnabas, Apollos, Priscilla, and Paul. Most scholars do not believe that Paul was the author because the writing style of the Hebrews is quite different from that of his letters. In addition, Paul identified himself in his other letters and appealed to his authority as an apostle, whereas this writer of Hebrews, who never gives his name or her name, appeals to eyewitnesses of Jesus Ministry for Authority. Nevertheless, the author of Hebrews evidently knew Paul well. Hebrews was probably written by one of Paul's close associates who often heard him preach. God uses many approaches to send his messages to people in Old Testament times. He spoke to Isaiah in visions. We can find that in Isaiah chapter 6. To Jacob in a dream. We find this in Genesis 28 verses 10 through 22. And to Abraham and Moses personally in Genesis 18, also in Exodus 31 verse 18. Jewish people familiar with these stories would not have found it hard to believe that God was still revealing his will. But it was astonishing for them to think that God had revealed himself by speaking through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the fulfillment and the culmination of God's revelation through the centuries. When we know him, we have all we need to be saved from our sin and to have a perfect relationship with God. Jesus was God's agent in creating the world. For by him all things were created. We find that in Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. As followers of Christ, we may give easy 
assent to this truth, but deny it in practice. We may believe that Christ knows and controls the laws of heaven pertaining to salvation and spiritual growth, but we may act each day as though our financial, family, or medical problems are beyond his reach. If Jesus could create the universe, then no part of life is out of his control. Do not exclude Jesus' wisdom and the Bible's guidance in your complex problems of life. No expert, professor, doctor, lawyer, or financial advisor knows more about your ultimate security and well-being than Jesus does. Go first to God for advice. Talk to him in prayer and listen to him in his word. He can sustain you in times of stress. For that perspective, you can evaluate all the other wisdom and help made available to you. Not only is Jesus the exact representation of God, but he is God himself. The very God who spoke in Old Testament times. He is eternal. He worked with the Father in creating the world. We'll find that in John chapter 1 verse 3 and Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. He is the full revelation of God. You can have no clearer view of God than by looking at Christ. Jesus Christ is the complete expression of God in a human body. The book of Hebrews links God's saving power with his creative power. In other words, the power that brought the universe into being that keeps it operating is the very power that cleanses our sins. How mistaken we would be to ever think that God couldn't forgive us. No sin is too big for the ruler of the universe to handle. He can and will forgive us when we come to him through his son. That Jesus sat down means that the work was complete. Christ's sacrifice was final. The more excellent name that was given to Jesus is son. This name gives him Excuse me, this name given to him by his father is greater than the names and titles of the angels. I'm going to say that again. The more excellent name that was given to Jesus is son. This name given to him by his father is greater than the names and titles of the angels. False teachers in many of the early churches taught that God could be approached only through angels instead of worshiping God directly. Followers of these heretics revered angels. Hebrews clearly denounces such teaching as false. Some thought of Jesus as the highest angel of God. But Jesus is not a superior angel. In any case, angels are not to be worshipped. We can find this in Colossians chapter 2 verse 18 and Revelation chapter 19 verses 1 through 10. We should not regard any intermediaries 
or authorities as greater than Christ. Jesus is God. He alone deserves our worship. Jesus is God's honored firstborn son. In Jewish families, the firstborn son held the place of highest privilege and responsibility. The Jewish Christians reading this message would understand that as God's firstborn, Jesus was superior to any created being. The author of Hebrews quoted Psalm 102 verses 25 through 27. In the quotation, he regards God as the speaker and applies the words to the Son, Jesus. The earth and the heavens folded up like a cloak reveal that the earth is not permanent or indestructible, a position held by many Greek and Roman philosophies. Jesus' authority is established over all of creation, so we dare not treat any created object or earthly resource as more important than he is. When we spend more time on ourselves than on serving Christ, we treat ourselves, his creation, as being more important than our creator. When we regard our finances rather than our faith in Christ as the basis for security, we've given higher status to an earthly resource that we do to God. Rather than trusting in changeable and temporary resources, trust God who is eternal. Because the reader of Hebrews, Jewish Christians had experienced the rejection of their fellow Jews, they often felt isolated. Many were tempted to exchange the changeless Christ for their familiar old faith. The writer of Hebrews warned them not to do this. Christ is our only security in a changing world. Whatever may happen in this world, Christ remains forever changeless. If we trust him, we are absolutely secure because we stand on the firmest foundation in the universe. Jesus Christ, a famous hymn, captures this truth. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, on all other ground is sinking sand. What does it mean that Christ is changeless? You are the same. It means that Christ's character will never change. He persistently shows his love to us. He is always fair, just, and merciful to us who are so undeserving. Be thankful that Christ is changeless. He will always help you when you need it and offer forgiveness when you fail or when you fall. Angels are God's messengers, spiritual beings created by God and under his authority. Again, we can find that in Colossians 1, verse 16. They have several functions, serving believers. We'll find that in Colossians 1, 14, protecting the helpless. We'll find that in Matthew 
18 verse 10 proclaiming God's messages which is we can find that in Revelation chapter 14 verses 6 through 12 and executing God's judgment we find that in Acts 12 verses 1 through 23 and Revelation chapter 20 verse 1 through 3 but if you notice nothing says that an angel is God's son they have many functions but they are under God's authority and it talked about serving believers, protecting the helpless, proclaiming God's messages, and executing God's judgment. When we were here last week, we talked about preachers and kings. And we talked about when Jesus comes back, he is going to administer. Because it's a preacher's job to teach and preach the word of God. It's a king's job to administer God's law, God's word, and to have the character that the people can see is not hypocritical. That's what you do in administration. And when Jesus comes back, as it was revealed last week when we talked about it in the book of Revelation, that there are no do-overs the days of preaching and teaching will be over it will be a time for administration it talked about he is the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings and he would administer that so we have a caller we're going to take the call you're on save the lost at all costs and God bless you how are you I am greatly blessed highly favored and deeply loved and the almighty I still reigns and I'm just calling to tell you, Happy Father's Day. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. And yes, I also ma'am. would love for you to share uh, what we recently talked about that's available to us in the city about going over to Israel now. Yes, that'll be great. Um, well, start at, at the 15th, which is this Saturday. They're having a straight trip or flight through El Al. From Las Vegas to Tel Aviv once a week. And this past Saturday was the first day. Well, that's wonderful. And you know the reason why I tell you um, Happy Father's Day? Because I I called all my single friends that have children and even the widows. Because some of the women have been forced to raise their children without a husband. I and that. so they had to go out and labor, like the father tell the man to labor by the sweat of your brows, that they have to relinquish their home, taking care of their home, to go out and do double duty. So that's why I want to say to all the women out there who have uh, labored on both aspects, Happy Father's Day. Well, I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, I had uh, a great role model in Christ. As we're talking about, he's the son. Yeah, and, uh, you know, right. <laughs> what, what, what greater, you know, honor is that but to be, you know, a son? Uh, you know, the, the son, the firstborn. And the thing is, is that, uh, I made a commitment when I got married, uh, you know, woman of God. And, uh, there were vows. And, uh, my son was a part of the vow that I had made, uh, to his father, to God, and the witnesses who were there. And I didn't stop because um, things didn't work out with his father. Yeah. 
I still made a commitment. I still made a promise. God was still keeping his promise. Amen. So the That's thing is, is that, you know, things That's happen. That's why you beyond measure. Amen. I received that. Things mm-hmm. happen. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, things uh, will fall apart sometimes. But God is still who he is. And you stay faithful. Amen. And so I know that uh, he didn't leave me. And I had committed uh, to having my son. It was something that I prayed about. You know, I asked God for a child. And God was faithful. He gave me a child. So I didn't have uh, the luxury to uh, to quit and to say, well, I'm tired. You know, this is not working out. This is not for me. Oh, no. Uh, and uh, that's what I've tried to teach my son. That when you commit to something, it does not matter what the other person does or doesn't do. You need to be a person of your word. So I I love my son. You know, Amen. I love the fact that God honored my prayer and heard my prayer. Yeah. So why shouldn't I be committed? And yeah. God was a part of that marriage. So yeah. he didn't leave the marriage. I didn't I leave the marriage. And we had a child. So I'm I like, mean. God and I, uh, we're going to do it. And subsequently, you know, we had wonderful people who were still uh, witnesses, who were a part of that union, who were going to be committed. Yeah. So, you know, I, I thank God for, uh, you know, my, my ex-husband. He's moved on. Uh, he has a beautiful wife, Valerie. God bless her. I love her. You know, they have more children. To God be the glory. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited for them. And I believe that, uh, you know, he's done things better. And, and, and I'm happy for him. That's a blessing because if you look at it now, it has nothing to do with what the society says now. Because it has nothing to do with two women and two men. It's about faithfulness and your commitment to your creator. Amen. And, and establish the way he said we should do things. And the thing is, is there's no reason to be upset. Um, you yep. know, there are more children. There's more people mm-hmm. to love. There are more yep. people to encourage. Uh, I have some superior knowledge because I was the first Mrs. Griffin. Hello. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm privy to some things. Amen. Yes. Amen. So, so the thing is, is that you know I can be an asset. No, and, you are an asset. So, you know, but I'm just saying it, it has to it has to what people's perspective is. But you know, I am who I am. Uh, I uh, I trust in uh, the one that uh, made me and created me. So we we have a, a great opportunity here, and like I said, it's unity. You know, the Holy Spirit is about unity, and the thing is, is that we will all stand before our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will all have to give an account. We will all have to live in heaven. And he did not turn his back on anyone. Uh, He listened to people. He helped people. He ministered to people, even those who were unkind and plotted on his destruction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, He still is known as the good rabbi to them, Rabboni. And, uh, you know, he's still quoted. Mm -hmm. And uh, they can't take away uh, his divinity. And his sonship or his authority. So the thing is, is that what we have to understand is when God chooses us, he doesn't unchoose us. You said the key thing, when he chooses us. Amen. And all, as he says, many are chosen, or excuse me, many are called, called, but few few are chosen. chosen. And the thing is that. Not everybody can be a leader, but we all are called to salvation. I receive that. But, you know, he called me to be a mother. So, yes, you know, he, he does you not. Are good when you did a good job. Well, thank I, you. I thank you, sis. I appreciate yes, that. I, and yes. so the thing is, he didn't he didn't unchoose me. Mm-hmm. And there's some things that we need to see the dynamic 
and uh, before the foundations of the earth were set, you were going to be in this position. You were going to serve God. You were going to have this assignment. So uh, a lot of people, uh, they they throw away their privileges. <laughs> I'm not throwing away my privileges. I'm going no to use them to the best of my ability because I know who gave who gave them to me. Hallelujah. <laughs> so That's if exactly he if I'm he saying. gave them to me, they're eternal, yes. sis. Hallelujah. They're not temporary privileges. There are privileges in this life and the next one. So I'm going to operate in them. I'm I'm grateful. Uh, Has it been some challenges? Yes, but the victory was already had. It was already done. It was a done deal because I was appointed. I was in that assignment. I'm still in the assignment. So, you know, my son is is 30 years young. Uh, He's looking on the 31st birthday, Mm -hmm. God willing, and the creek doesn't rise. And I'll be there for it. And I'm going to be at my post. And that's what I'm going to do. Some people say, well, I'm done with the child when they get a certain age. Mm -hmm. God is not done with me, and I'm 59. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uh, he is Abba, and he will be Abba. And I am going to be submissive, and I am going to, uh, you know, hark unto him Mm -hmm. and do what it is that he's commanded me to do. Yes. And we got, we got too many victories together. And I don't have losses. I have lessons. Now, some people may say they have losses. No, I have lessons. I'm still here. I haven't lost anything. And he can restore me. Every day that the locust ate, he can restore me. Oh, he is. He is restoring you. So, uh, I'm, I'm great. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. And we are talking about the superiority of Christ today. So God is good. And yes, I'm and glad that you gave that information. And if yeah. people want to know about uh, more about the flights, you can go to the website. It's elal.com. I really Amen. encourage people to look at it and see and, you know, purpose it in your heart to go to where it all started. I really, really encourage people. I know you go annually and yeah. uh, it can happen. Yeah. So people need to pr- And it's leaving, it's leaving from... Uh, McCarran right Airport Vegas. now. Right here, Las Vegas to Tel Aviv. You don't have to go wait anywhere. See, I used it's to have, you know, you had to go right. to Los Angeles in order to go. And, you Los know, Angeles, I don't have to go, you don't have to go to New L.A. York, anymore. Boston, you don't have to go. You and can, you, go, you right can go right to McCarran Airport yeah. and leave out of there. It doesn't get better than that. No, uh, make no, sure your it's, passport it's is updated. You yeah, guys need to check out your passport. Make sure it's updated. And purpose in your heart to go. It's prophetic. It's not. A, it's actually prophetic. You know it's what? It, 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 it'll, it'll make you a better a servant. Long time. It'll make you a better servant. It's not yeah. going to do anything but take you to another level in Christ. Hallelujah. So, you know, uh, Disney World's going to be there. Save mm-hmm. your money and go over to the Holy Land. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. I love you, sis, and God bless you, and thank you love for you that. Too. You're very welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, I appreciate that. I love her so much, and that's great information. And I'm going to have to check out the website myself and uh, do some planning. So we still have some more time. Uh, I believe that uh, I can start looking at uh, Chapter 2 in Hebrews. So let's get over to Chapter 2. The Holy Spirit is moving. He's given us a lot of good information today, and to God be the glory. I'm grateful. So I'm in Hebrews chapter 2. We're talking about the superiority of Christ today. And verse 1 says this, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. 2. For it, excuse me, for if the word spoken through angels 
proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward. Three, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? Four, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? 7. You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. 8. You have put all things in subjugation under his feet. Excuse me. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all his subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. 9. But we see... Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. 10. For it was fitting of him from whom all things and by whom all are things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. 11. For both he who sacrificed and those who are, excuse me, 11. But both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. 12. Saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. 13. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. 14. Inasmuch that as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same. And through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. 15. And release those who, through fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. 16. For indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. 17. Therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. 18. For in that he himself has suffered, been tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Amen. Let me read verse 18 again to correct that. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. It's important that we read it correctly. Amen? So, let's look at some commentary. 
The author called his readers to pay attention to the truth that had heard so that they wouldn't drift away into false teachings. Paying careful attention is hard work. It involves focusing our mind, body, and senses. Listening to Christ means not merely hearing but also obeying. We find this in James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. We must listen carefully and be ready to carry out his instructions. These early believers were in danger of falling away from following Jesus. They had heard the words of the gospel, but those words had not sunk in. People raised in believing families and churches risk the same danger today. They hear the words and more or less agree, but mental assent to Christ's leadership is insufficient to be Christ's disciple. Are you a Sunday school teacher, a small group leader, or a club leader? Don't assume that people who comply and conform are truly committed to Christ. Get to know each person who attends your group and challenge them with the truth and implications of commitment to Christ. Don't surrender anyone to casual belief. The word spoken through angels refers to the teaching that angels as messengers for God had brought the law to Moses. We find this in Galatians chapter 3, verse 19. A central theme of Hebrews is that Christ is infinitely greater than all other proposed ways to God. The author was saying that the faith of his Jewish readers was good, but faith must point to Christ. Just as Christ is greater than angels, so Christ's message is more important than theirs. No one will escape God's punishment if he or she is indifferent to the salvation offered by Christ. Eyewitnesses to Jesus' ministry had handed down his teachings to the readers of these books. These readers were second-generation believers who had not seen Christ in the flesh. They are like us. We have not seen Jesus personally. We base our belief in Jesus on the eyewitness accounts recorded in the Bible we find that in John chapter 20, verse 29, for Jesus' encouragement to those who believe without ever having seen him. God also bears witness, continues the thought from those who had heard Jesus speak and then had passed on his words, also had the truth of their words confirmed by signs and wonders with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, miracles and gifts of the Spirit authenticated the gospel wherever it was preached. We can find this in Acts chapter 9 verses 31 through 42 and Acts chapter 14 verses 1 through 20. Paul, who discussed spiritual gifts in Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 4 through 14, so that would be... 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14, and Ephesians 4 taught that their purpose is to build up the church, making it strong and mature. When we see the gifts of the Spirit in an individual or congregation, we know that God is truly present. As we receive God's gifts, we should thank Him for them and put them to use in the church. God put Jesus in charge of everything. Jesus revealed Himself to us. We do not yet see Jesus reigning on earth, but we can picture him in his heavenly glory. When you are confused about present events and anxious about the future, remember Jesus' true position and authority. He is Lord of all, and one day he will rule on earth as he does now in heaven. The truth can give stability to your decisions day by day. God's grace is to us led Christ to his death. 
Jesus did not come into the world to gain status or political power, but to suffer and die so that we could have eternal life, bringing many sons to glory. If it is difficult for us to identify with Christ's servant attitude, perhaps we need to evaluate our own motives. Are we more interested in power or participation, domination or service, getting or giving? I'm going to read that again. If it is difficult for us to identify with Christ's servant attitude, perhaps we need to evaluate our own motives. Are we more interested in power or participation, domination or service, getting or giving? How was Jesus made a perfect leader through suffering? Jesus' suffering made him a perfect leader or pioneer of our salvation. Jesus did not need to suffer for his own salvation because he was God in human form. His perfect obedience, which led him down the road of suffering, demonstrates that he was the complete sacrifice for us. Through suffering, Jesus completed the work necessary for our own salvation. Our suffering can make us more sensitive servants of God. People who have known pain are able to reach out with compassion to others who hurt. If you have suffered, ask God how your experience can be used to help others. Wow. We who have been set apart for God's service, cleansed and made holy, sanctified by Jesus, now have the same Father He has. So He has made us His brothers and sisters. Various Psalms look forward to Christ and His work in the world. Here, the writer quotes a portion of Psalm 22, a messianic psalm, because God has adopted all believers as his children. Jesus calls them his brothers and sisters. Jesus has to become human so that he could die and rise again in order to destroy the devil's power over death. We find that in Romans chapter 6, verses 11, excuse me, Romans 5. Let me say it again, slow down. Romans chapter 6 verses 5 through 11. Only then could Christ deliver those who had lived in constant fear of death and free them to live for him. When we belong to God, we need not fear death because we know that death is only the doorway into eternal life. We can find this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Christ's death and resurrection set us free from the fear of death because death has been defeated Every person must die, but death is not the end. Instead, it is the doorway to a new life. All who dread death should have the opportunity to know the hope that Christ's victory brings. How can you share this truth with those close to you? In the Old Testament, the highest priest, excuse me, in the Old Testament, the high priest was the mediator between God and his people. His job was to regularly offer animal sacrifices according to the law and to intercede with God for forgiveness of the people's sins. Jesus Christ is now our high priest. He came to earth as a human being, therefore he understands our weaknesses and shows mercy to us. He has once and for all paid the penalty for our sins by his own sacrificial death, atonement, and he can be dependent on to restore our broken relationship with God. We are released from sin's domination over us when we commit ourselves fully 
to Christ, trusting completely in what he has done for us. Knowing that Christ suffered pain and faced temptation helps us face our trials. Jesus understands our struggles because he faces them as a human being. We can't trust Christ to help us survive suffering and overcome. We can trust Christ to help us survive suffering and overcome temptation. When you face trials, go to Jesus for strength and patience. He understands your needs and is able to help you. This verse that uh, concludes the the commentary for chapter 2 of Hebrews. And so we read uh, verses 1 through 18 in Hebrews chapter 2. And also going back to Hebrews 1, we read verses 1 through 14. So we have discussed the superiority of Christ today. And the relationship of Christianity to Judaism was a critical issue in the early church. The author clears up confusion by carefully explaining how Christ is superior to angels, Moses, and high priests. The new covenant is shown to be far superior to the old. This can be a great encouragement to us and help us avoid drifting away from our faith in Christ. When we look at... Hebrews chapter 1 verses 5 and 6 the correlation to the Old Testament passage would be Psalm 2 and 7. Christ is called Son of God a title never given to an angel. We look at Hebrews chapter 1 verses 7 and 14 it correlates with Psalm 104 verse 4 Angels are important, but still only servants under God. We look at Hebrews chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. It correlates with Psalm 45, verse 6. Christ's kingdom is forever. Chapter 1, verse 10, correlates with Psalm 102, verse 25. Christ is the creator of the world. We look at verse 13 in chapter 1. It correlates with Psalm 101, verse 1. Christ is given unique honor by God. The writer of Hebrews quotes from the Old Testament repeatedly in demonstrating Christ's greatness in comparison to angels. The audience of the first century Jewish Christians had developed an imbalanced belief in angels and their role. Christ's lordship is affirmed without disrespect to God's value angelic messengers. Christ is the perfect human leader and he wants to lead you. He's the perfect human model and he is worth imitating. He was the perfect human sacrifice and he died for you. He was the perfect human conqueror and he conquered death to give you eternal life. He is the high priest. 
and he is merciful, loving, and understanding. God in Christ became a living, breathing human being. Hebrews points out many reasons why this is so important. In the superiority of Christ, we must understand that God gave him the highest title that he could give anyone. But it only belongs to him. He calls him son. We are God's creation. Angels are God's creation. But Christ and God are one. They were together at the beginning. They created this world that we live in. And Christ became totally human. It was the hypostatic union, man and God at the same time, to make sure that his blood was the total propitiation, the full payment of sin, your past sin, your present sin, and the sin to come. He is your grantor and guarantor of your salvation. You need not worry. He has experienced all the things that we have experienced. He is quite capable of understanding. That's why his mercy and his love and truly his grace endures forever. I hope that I have blessed you tremendously with Hebrews 1 and 2. We love you. God bless you. And save the lost at all costs. Goodbye. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website www.savethelostlv.org If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 3358-52, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 
833-5852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.